A reading from the Epistle of Blessed Paul the Apostle to the Ephesians. Brethren, be careful, keep watch over your conduct. Do not act like fools, but like wise men, make the most of every opportunity, for these are evil days. Therefore, do not be thoughtless, but know how to discern the will of the Lord. Do not get drunk on wine, for that leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, expressing yourselves in psalms, hymns, and inspired songs, singing and praising the Lord with all your heart. Give thanks to God the Father always, and for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Defer to one another out of reverence for Christ. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, there was in Capernaum a royal official whose son was ill. When he heard that Jesus had come back from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and begged him to come down and restore the health of his son, who was near death. Jesus replied, Unless you people can see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Sir, the royal official pleaded with him, Come down before my little boy dies. Jesus told him, Return home. Your son is going to live. The man put his trust in the word Jesus had spoken to him and started for home. And when he was already on his way back, his servants met him with the message that his boy was going to live. When he asked them at what time he had shown improvement, they told him, The fever left him yesterday about after, yesterday afternoon about one. Now it was at that very hour the father realized that Jesus had told him, Your son is going to live. And he believed in his whole household along with him. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. So we celebrate this 20th Sunday after Pentecost. The tabernacle candle and the church burns this week in loving memory of Marjorie and Laville. The beautiful flowers in the sanctuary were donated by Donna and John Davis for the wedding of their son, Vincent, this weekend. The second collection this weekend is for the building fund. A traditional Latin mass will be offered uh, tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. for the Feast of the Divine Maternity of Our Lady. This Wednesday is the first of St. Agnes's two adopted days for the 40 Days for Life campaign. I invite you to look at the bulletin for more details on participating in those days. The annual Public Square Rosary Crusade, sponsored by the TFP and its America Needs Fatima campaign, is taking place next Saturday, October the 16th. Uh, in particular, I would encourage you to attend the rosary there uh, at 11 a.m. at 4250 SN Lane, uh, which is directly in front of the Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady facility there on Essen. This Holy Mass is being offered for Catherine Lendley Spot Dodson. This past Thursday, we celebrated the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, marking this, the reason that this month is indeed dedicated to the praying of the Rosary, each of the months having a particular devotional aspect to which the faithful are invited to, uh, to express in a particular way for the month. And this October, on account of the victory of Lepanto and Our Lady's continued powerful intercession, we are encouraged to pray the Rosary reflect upon these great mysteries of those simple beads that can be prayed by every single person, uh, Catholic or non-Catholic alike, 
A person who is of little, uh, has little tiny fingers uh, versus those who of us uh, are a bit older as well. The rosary is for all of us. It's one of the most easily identified things in the Catholic culture. Even people who don't know what Catholicism is or don't know what the rosary is have at least seen one. Sometimes they only know it as a piece of jewelry that hangs around someone's neck on occasion. Sometimes they see it as the thing that always is in the hands of a person, a Catholic person, at their funeral. Everybody has to have beads in your hand, right? Um, and so there you know, these kind of trademark things that people are uh, aware of the rosary, but even, even just simply an awareness of it, they may not understand what to actually do with the thing. Many would simply say it, or even many Catholics will remember it as, oh, that's the prayer my grandmother prayed all the time. Faithful grandma, huh? But again, this invitation for us is to recognize that the rosary is something for all of us. It is a powerful prayer, a powerful weapon in our hands. The reason is, as we know, the rosary changes things. But it's not simply... Uh, to change the things in the matter that sometimes we would anticipate or we might presume that things are changed. Sometimes one may have a, a temptation to see prayer as a, a sort of convincing God to do something different. You know, we, you know God has his will, but, but we, if we pray enough rosaries, if we, if we gather enough together, we're going to change God's mind. That's not prayer. That's coercion, and it's foolish because God doesn't change his mind. What he does sometimes do is he waits for us. He anticipates the prayers that we will offer, and then when we offer them, he does the thing that he intended from the first. He anticipates the miracles taking place, but by virtue of increased grace poured out through many prayers. It is not God who has changed when we pray the rosary. It is us, and sometimes the world around us. And this is what we see throughout the history of the church. Certainly, we can point to Lepanto as a vivid example, but recognizing also that the rosary given to St. Dominic was particularly to be able to fight against the Albigensians, of which there are very few, if any, in the world today, because the rosary is powerful. Numerous other events and occasions have been marked by the praying of the rosary, by individuals, by communities, by parishes, by countries, and these are powerful, powerful things of which we will not understand the full weight until we get to please God, to glory in heaven, and then we will see the weight of these things, the power of the rosary in its true force. So it is for us to turn to the rosary frequently. Well, Pius X, St. Pius X, reminded us in one of his documents in the praying of the rosary that the beauty of the rosary, in part, is and sometimes that thing that many of our Protestant brothers and sisters have a, um, have a bone to pick with us about, that it's repetitious. There's some who see this repetition as that, that vain repetition that our Lord speaks against in the Gospels. But this is not what we offer in the Holy Rosary. Rather, St. Pius X reminds us that praying the Rosary, that repetition, is, a, is a, kind of a, a continuous speaking to our own heart that imbues confidence within us in the God to whom we speak, in the Mother to whom we cry out. That continued praying over and over and over again increases something within us of trust. I think this is part of the reason that, that many Catholics have experienced that if you're, if you're praying the rosary at night, you usually don't make it through all the decades. You fall asleep at some point. 
And so the rosary is not meant to be a thing to put us to sleep. If that's your method of the praying the rosary, you're doing it wrong. It's not a sleep method. It's a prayer method. But the fact is that if we are praying the rosary at night, when we may be having trouble sleeping, it will, it will do the thing that St. Pius says. It will inspire confidence in us. It will inspire trust in us very frequently. And we will become, as the Psalms tell us, as a little child in its mother's arms, full of trust. And there we will have rest. It makes sense that one would fall asleep at night praying the rosary, as it becomes a place of tremendous confidence that we are cared for and that all is well, and that many of the anxieties that may keep us up at night are simply put at bay. There's nothing to take care of. There's nothing we have to take care of. Our Lady, our Lord, have done it themselves. So it is for us to have great trust in the praying of the rosary and to have recourse to it frequently, daily. This confidence that St. Pius encourages in us can also be increased by the reflection and contemplation on the promises of the rosary, not simply the mysteries themselves, of which we must necessarily take a part, but to remember the promises that Our Lady gave to St. Dominic, as well as to Blessed Alan de la Roche, a great uh, victor and, and a great preacher of the power and goodness and the necessity of the Holy Rosary. The 15 promises are a great encouragement for us. And if sometimes we struggle with the rosary, or we find it difficult or challenging in some particular way, we can take consolation and solace in these things, that if we persist in them, great treasures will be found. I'd like to go through these promises briefly with you. The first promise given is that whoever shall faithfully serve me by the recitation of the rosary shall receive signal graces. The signal graces sometimes uh, we know that St. Therese liked to shower down roses whenever we pray, right? Uh, if a prayer is answered, sometimes a, a little sign you know, that helps us to be encouraged to lift up our hearts and to lift up that increase in trust. And though from time to time we will be given those signal graces, those little signs, those particular strengths of soul, wherein we will be able to persevere in the things that we must ourselves do. The second promise I promise my special protection and the greatest graces to all those who shall recite the rosary. The greatest graces, the most powerful ones, indeed the ones that are most necessary for us, these will be granted and a special protection under Our Lady's mantle as well. Third, the rosary shall be a powerful armor against hell. It will destroy vice, decrease sin, and defeat heresies. It was one of these great saints of the church, one of these great preachers of the rosary, who said once, pray the rosary every day to defeat sin. One of two things will happen. Either you will stop sinning or you will stop praying the rosary, and then you'll have a clear understanding of where you stand. It's the fact of things. To persevere in the praying of the rosary is to recognize that it will save us from the fires of hell, that it will cast out sin necessarily because we keep Christ before our eyes more and more continuously, and to cast out the heresies that may seek to attack us in our world as we are imbued with the gift of truth. Fourth, the rosary will cause virtue and good works to flourish. It will obtain for souls the abundant mercy of God. It will withdraw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities, and will lift them to desire for eternal things. 
Oh, that souls would sanctify themselves by this means. Again, we are so content to, to be able to place things in our hands by which we can have the internet, by which we can play on social media or see the next great video or the next great dance or the next great this, that, or the other thing that the world will promise us. This will satisfy you. But always it satisfies us for, what, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, three minutes at the top of a good video, and then we're left empty. But when we place the rosary in our hands, it will be full. We will not be seeking after the passing things of this world. We will have that food that lasts for eternal life, the grace of God, the mercy of God, and his encouragement to pursue eternal life, not temporal one. Fifth, the soul which recommends itself to me by the recitation of the rosary shall not perish. That doesn't mean we will be immortal. That would be absurd. But it does mean that we will not perish in the fires of hell. Again, Our Lady is powerful in keeping us in the grace of Christ that saves. Sixth, whoever shall recite the rosary devoutly, applying himself to the consideration of its sacred mysteries, shall never be conquered conquered by misfortune. God will not chastise him in his justice. He shall not perish by an unprovided death. If he be just, he shall remain in the grace of God and become worthy of eternal life. Here, too, it doesn't mean that we get a free pass card from ever having to pick up our cross and to carry it. Our Lady carried it most of all from anyone in this world aside from our Lord himself. Again, many have have indicated or pointed to the fact that the sufferings of Our Lady are greater than all of the merits, or greater than all the sufferings, rather, of the martyrs themselves, all of history. Our Lady experienced greater suffering in seeing the passion of her Son. It doesn't mean we don't have a cross but it means the Lord will provide for us. And that the things that would normally be the consequences of our sin, the misfortunes of this life, will be saved from them because the sin themselves will have been cast away. Seven, whoever shall have a true devotion for the rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church. We will have grace. We will have the gift of the sacraments. We will have the gift of mercy. If one happens, sadly, to be in the state of grave sin, a priest will be sent, oftentimes miraculously or randomly, it will seem, but it will be Our Lady's care guiding the entire process. We will not die without the sacraments of the church. Eighth, those who are faithful to recite the rosary shall have during their life and at their death the light of God and the plenitude of his graces. At the moment of death, they, they shall participate in the merits of the saints in paradise. Heaven is ours. It is simple enough. If we pray the rosary, the graces will be there for us in this life as well as at the moment of our death. And remember, the evil one seeks always to come to us at the moment of death to steal us away, to seek at the last possible second to steal us from God by thoughts of despair, thoughts of confusion, thoughts of, of doubt. And it's the grace offered by so many rosaries, that the graces of God will be there with us to strengthen us in that final temptation as it may arrive. Nine, I shall deliver from purgatory those who have been devoted to the rosary. Again, praying the rosary doesn't mean we get into heaven immediately, but it means we get into heaven at some point, and we will be hastened there by these prayers as Our Lady pulls us from the fires of purgatory. 10. The faithful children of the rosary shall merit a high degree of glory in heaven. We sometimes forget this, that there are ranks in heaven. Our pastor, our, our, our priest at the seminary who had our, our spiritual, uh, spiritual theology class, 
He said, you, if you flop over the line into heaven, you get there, but you don't want to kind of just barely make it. It would be better if you made it with a high degree of glory, with a high degree of merit. If your life was such that, that it was a, a much more exalted and elevated thing, uh, because you will receive more of God. In so many ways, it's been described as some of us may be thimbles in heaven, some of us may be 10-gallon buckets, some of us may be entire swimming pools. Whatever the size that we are willing to receive of God's merit, that we will receive. Whatever we are able to receive of Him, we will all be full. But some of us will have a greater share in the great mysteries, closer to Our Lady and those great saints of the history of the Church. 11. You shall obtain all you ask of me by the recitation of the rosary. Again, it doesn't mean that we get everything we want. Anyone who's ever prayed the rosary for particular intention, particularly often uh, for someone who is sick or who may be dying, and that situation does not improve, it can be a source of discouragement from us at time to time uh, whenever those experiences take place. But it's for us to recognize that the things of God are greater than the things that we ourselves can understand. And the things that the more we pray the rosary, again, the more we are changed to pursue God's will and not simply our own desires. And so as we pray the rosary, as we contemplate the life of Christ, our will becomes his will. We become more and more shaped by his desires for our life rather than our own. So the things we eventually will ask for will be the things that he is going to do anyway. It's that proximity to the heart of Christ that will allow these things to take place. Twelve. All those who propagate the Holy Rosary shall be aided by me in their necessities. If we pray the Rosary and encourage others to do so, our Lord and Our Lady will provide for us. Thirteen, I have obtained from my divine Son that all the advocates of the Rosary shall have for intercessors the entire celestial court during their life and at the hour of their death. St. Michael, we pray to him often. Our Lady has ensured us that he is there with us. And not only he, but the countless celestial angels, those divine beings who are interceding for us, watching over us, praying for us now and at the hour of our death. 14. All who recite the rosary are my sons and daughters and brothers and sisters of my only son, Jesus Christ. Certainly we are made children by adoption, by virtue of our baptism. But sometimes even an adopted child can simply flee from the family and have no part in it. But to be able to enter in and praying the rosary is to draw close to the family of God and to have a great intimacy in the midst of it. And 15, devotion of my holy rosary is a great sign of predestination. When we hear predestination, that sometimes makes us go, wait, wait, don't we not believe in that? But the simple fact is that predestination is a, is a, a thing that certainly is, in part, with a proper understanding, a Catholic teaching, a Catholic belief. But it's an understanding that God desires certain souls to enter into eternal life. He doesn't just simply desire it and that it happens no matter what they do. We have free will and we have to respond. But God does desire us and he intends certain of us to receive signal graces, special graces, uh, just as Our Lady received them, just as uh, we have these great saints of the church for each of them. Predestination is simply a recognition that if we pray the rosary, it is very likely, in fact, Our Lady promises it in the various other places, that if we persevere in the praying of the rosary, we are on the path of heaven, and we need not fear otherwise. It is to say that Our Lady has set us in that path, and we are being presented even before we have gotten there, before our Lord at the gates.
It goes without saying that these are powerful promises, incredible promises. To know the providence of Our Lady, she is a loving mother. She is our loving mother. And it it is to her to whom we ought to turn frequently. And so my encouragement to you is if you are not praying the rosary yet, begin. If you're praying it regularly, continue to do so and to deepen that gift within your own spiritual life. Pray together as couples, as spouses, as families. It's a powerful thing to be able to cast out evil, to bring goodness, to bring grace, to bring healing. It's a powerful weapon in our hands. We simply have to persevere in trusting Our Lady. In walking with her, by holding the rosary, we are essentially holding her hand as we walk through this valley of tears. And if we cling to it enough, she will draw us right up into heaven to that place of glory prepared.